Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats. What a day it was in the playoffs. We had clinches, Alex. We had drama. We had sweeps. We had everything under the sun today. It really was a fun day of baseball. Uh, started earlier today out in mm-hmm. uh, out in Philly with the with the Braves and the Phillies, and just ended here a few seconds ago out on the West Coast. We were recording live right after the final out. The D-backs sweeping the Dodgers. We got the Astros advancing. We have a lot to talk about today. Alex. I, I mean, we almost got every single thing that could have happened in baseball. Right? You got the sweep, an epic meltdown, an epic speech by your brother after the Astros clinched their seventh consecutive ALCS. We're going to get a Texas showdown here. I I mean, also, I think we might have a new favorite rivalry, like the (laughs) all-time favorite rivalry in baseball with the Braves and the Phillies. I mean, it was crazy. It It was a crazy day, but Alex, you know what time it is. We know what the ALCS is going to be, so it is time to put it in the wall. We are getting the Astros and the Rangers, you talked about the rivalry on the East Coast, the NL East, with the Astros advancing to their seventh consecutive yep. ALCS. This is one of the greatest stretches we have seen in the history of sports in any league at any time, what we're seeing right now. It's the longest American League stretch of all time. They're topping their own record. They mm-hmm. had the record last year, and it's now only trailing the Atlanta Braves, who have did eight times in the NLCS, but this is the longest consecutive in the AL. Seven straight, Alex. It it really is. I've said it before. People might be getting tired of it, but I'll say it again. The Astros are inevitable. Just listen. It it, it just feels that way. If they can get into the playoffs, that's what it becomes. If you can get into the playoffs, the Astros are inevitable. The thing is, is the Astros are the most experienced team in the playoffs right now. As you mentioned, seven consecutive ALCS appearances. They've won two World Series within those seven seasons. And let's talk about the players, too, because there's only two or only three players that were on both of those World Series teams. But when you look at the team right now, the reigning World Series champion Astros, they basically have very similar roster that they did last year. A lot of the same guys that were in this exact same position last year are back on this team, and they know how to win in October. I think what you said about the the changeover from the very beginning till now is a lot, and from the last World Series to now isn't a lot. And I think for a team to have the sustained success that they have over the long haul, 
you have to do it how the Astros have done it, right? There is going to be a lot of changeover. And with that comes drafting right, doing those things, adding the right free agents. That's how it starts, mm -hmm. right? But that's why we see so many windows in this league and across all sports that are short. That's the norm, right? You win yeah. a championship and you're, you, you get out for a while. You know, it's in, in any sport. You get in the playoffs, you get close to it, then you get your championship, and yeah. then it feels like it just ends for a while. So the sustained success, that's not easy to say over and over, by the way, is it, it comes from doing everything right, adding free agents, drafting correctly. And you start to feel that right now with the Orioles, right? It starts to feel like the beginning of their run for mm -hmm. a while, but the Astros' run just isn't ending. So nobody else can have their run because what they did back in 2017, if you remember, they built that core yep. and then they added Justin, right? And then they added some other pieces and then they added a Garrett Cole and then a Zach Granke. So they had that core there and they just kept adding to it. And now that young core that you had in 2017 has stayed with Altuve and Bregman, yes. right? A couple of the others have moved on, but that core was there and then you just built and drafted correctly. When one of those guys leaves in a Carlos Correa, guess what? We have this draft pick that we really believe a lot in. His name's Jeremy Pena. He's going to step in. And okay, we made this great trade with the Dodgers years ago. We're going to trade a relief pitcher for a guy named Jordan Alvarez. Oh, and yeah. he's going to be a big part of our future. And then this young guy's going to come up. And Hunter Brown, and you look all around. Kyle Tucker. You just It's rinse, repeat with the Astros. And I know people might be getting bored of it or they might hate the Astros. But what you have to do is respect what we're seeing right now because this is the blueprint for how you win in a sport over a long period of time. They are the staple of that. And seven in a row is one of the re most remarkable things that we have seen in sports. And one of those players that was on both of those World Series winning Astro teams was your brother. Now, he didn't start <laughs> the season on the Astros. Obviously, he was on the Mets. That was their big trade deadline pickup running it back again, a nice little reunion. Yeah. And he gave one of the more legendary speeches after they clinched, and it was after Dusty Baker kind of handed him the mic and said, "Yeah, I'm going to hold mine off till after the World Series. Here you go, Justin. I, uh, you know, we were talking about it. Uh, we were live a little bit earlier yeah. for the Astros celebration, and I, you could tell they were waiting for Dusty to come into the locker room, right? So I was like, who's going to give the speech? I even said to you, is yeah. it, they're probably waiting for Dusty um, Bregman might give it, maybe Jose. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Dusty looks right at Justin and says, hey, you get up here. I I'll give the World Series speech. Uh -huh. You come out here. Uh, there was a good bit of language in this, but it was incredible, and we are going to play that for you right now. No, 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 no. I'm doing the World Series. You do this. Seasons, you know, nothing went our fucking way early. We battled through injuries. Yeah. Um, we fucking grinded. I wasn't even fucking here. <laughs> I was happy to be back. Yeah. Seventh fucking time. Seventh fucking time. All right. Don't look that. Don't take that for granted. On seven. Everybody pop these motherfuckers. <laughs> One, two, three. On seven. We grinded, and I wasn't even effing here is yeah. one of the best lines yeah. you will ever hear. I mean, half of that, like, you know, we weren't healthy. Like, nothing was going our way. He wasn't on the team when that was happening. But it was great because he is such a big part of that franchise. 
and the team and the fans and everyone obviously want him back, wanted him back and just welcomed him with open arms. And he is. It is a we. Even though he wasn't there, he's always and still a part of that team. I'm, I'm so happy for him, Alex, for, for my family. I mean, the second the game ends, I get my parents texting me of, what day do you land when do you get into yeah. Houston? I'm so excited to see you. Uh, just talked to Justin a little while ago and asked the same thing. And uh, to see after the game when they were still out on the field, to see yeah. the smile on his face. I mean, yeah. what a year. Um, and this hasn't been an easy an easy year for him, no. right? Like, you sign with the Mets. You're fully expecting a 101-win team the year prior mm-hmm. to be just as good and get into the playoffs yeah. with a better team. And all hell broke loose. I mean, it was a yeah. nightmare of a season. Well, even for him as well, because he got hurt in spring training and wasn't really himself until yeah. kind of halfway through the season. Yeah, so it was a tough start to the season. And then, you know, everything that happened with the Mets happened, and it's kind of like, I guess, I, I guess I should get out of town. Yeah. By the way, Max Scherzer, one of those guys that left as well, Justin right after him, and now they're facing off in the ALCS. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just a, a, an interesting year for Justin and one that to see his smile down on the field after the game um, to see the emotion in his face and, and to talk to him and, and to hear the emotion there. Uh, I, I'm so happy for him and uh, so happy for, for the Astros, to be honest with you. Um, everybody, I, I am biased. Of course yeah, I am. I know. Um, and, and just, you know, the level of sustained success and to have my brother be a part of this again and to be at the ALCS and get to be there. Um, it, it's emotional and, and it's really cool and uh, never take it for granted, for sure. I mean, it's crazy. We are getting an ALS showdown in the ALCS. And this is the first time that the Rangers and the Astros have ever met in the playoffs. What are your expectations for this series? That not that crazy? Yeah. First time ever. Ever. So what I'm expecting in this series, Alex, I mentioned that, yes, I am, I'm biased to the pitching side of this series, right? But yeah. what I'm expecting in this series is offense. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it. You got the Texas Rangers. They got tons of offense. You have the Houston Astros with tons of offense. In fact, in the regular season, the Rangers were third and the Astros were fifth in terms of runs per game. Yeah. In terms of extra base hits, the Rangers were seventh and the Astros were second. In terms of home runs, Rangers were tied for third. The Astros were seventh. Batting average, Rangers second, Astros fifth. So these two offenses in pretty much every category you look at, we're pretty much top five in baseball all yeah. regular season long. We talked about the Rangers at the beginning of the season and how their run differential was historically good. Yeah. And they've just continued that this year. It's been a, a roller coaster. They yeah. live and die by their offense. But right now, the offense, they're, they're living, and they're living pretty well. The Houston Astros on the other side of things, you look up at the end of the regular season, and it's like, dang, their, their offensive numbers were pretty good. Uh-huh. And now you look in the postseason, and they're tearing the cover off the ball. And now we're going to get two teams. And this is a really interesting matchup to me because you have the Texas Rangers, who are one of the best teams in baseball at home. They have yeah. the second most home runs at home in all of baseball. Okay. And the Astros have the second most home runs in all, in, in all of baseball on the road. So you have a really good team in the Rangers score the most runs in baseball at home and a team in the Astros that's really, really good on the road. And that's what I'm so excited about for this matchup. It's really those matchups we're going to get in, in Dallas. 
The series is obviously starting in Houston, yeah. but we're going to get a lot of offense, Alex. And uh, there's some stars everywhere you look. But you asked me what I'm excited for and what I'm expecting. Yeah. I'm expecting some runs. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, this ALCS matchup is beginning Sunday in Houston. Flipping Bats is going to be boots on the ground. We're going to be there with live shows throughout it. But another really cool kind of fact about this is you have two legendary managers going head-to-head yeah. this with Bruce Bochy and Dusty yeah. Baker. And I, they have experience. We talk a lot about playoff experience. Obviously, the Astros as a team in full have a lot of playoff experience. But having your leader in Bruce Bochy, having that many World Series and having that experience, yeah. that's going to be beneficial for the Rangers. Yeah, you know, these are two legendary managers we're getting, yeah. right? But the cool thing is, is both of them are, you got Bruce Bochy, legendary manager for the San Francisco Giants. You got Dusty Baker, legendary manager, San Francisco Giants. And now they're elsewhere doing their thing, right? And they're yeah. both going to be in, in a huge stage in Texas of all places. And now we're going to get them in the ALCS together. Two legendary managers that have a lot of respect amongst their teams. And that's why they're here. So you got that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You have the managerial aspect. You have the offensive aspect. But Alex, this series will not be without some superstars. Yeah. And I mean, we know the names, right? Yeah. For the Astros, the guy that sticks out to me is Jordan Alvarez. Mm-hmm. A guy that I think is still underrated. Who's your daddy? Undervalued. Who's <laughs> your daddy? Your Don Alvarez <laughs> is the answer to that question. He's underrated, and I think right now, Jordan Alvarez yeah. is the best hitter in the game of baseball. A historic ALDS mm-hmm. against the Twins. One of the best series that we have seen in the history of postseason baseball. This is a guy that... Let's flash back last year, the World Series. The Phillies bring in a left-handed pitcher to get Jordan out, and he hits a home run to the top of the batter's eye. And you got Joe Davis in the booth going nuts. You got Bobby Dynamite in Houston driving the train across the tracks. Houston's going nuts. Jordan is still just as good, if not better. This guy hits balls harder than anybody you can imagine. He's a stud. He's really good, and I'm excited to watch him in the ALCS. And on the other side of things, Alex, Corey Seager. Yep. Corey Seager this year, if it weren't for a guy named Shohei Otani, is winning the AL MVP award, right? He had one of the best offensive seasons for a shortstop in the history of baseball. And now he's doing his thing. He's healthy for the the Rangers. He had the most walks in a division series in history. And I don't want to say that as a fact of like, how good is Corey Seager? Well, he walks a lot. That's a good eye. He has a great eye. Yeah. He has great power. Um, nobody has more home runs in Globe Life Park in the postseason than Corey Seager because if you remember, he was with the Dodgers during that COVID World Series. And where'd they play? Globe Life Park. (laughs) So now he's back there hitting homers for the actual home team. Uh, That guy is so good. Hits for power, hits for average. You got Marcus Simeon on that team. I'm so excited, Alex, for the offense in this series. Honestly, I don't even know why I'm asking you this question, but what's your series prediction? Ooh, I was not prepared for this. My series prediction, and I think you're saying I don't even have to ask because you know my bracket has the Astros going all the uh-huh. way. I can only assume yep. that's why you know what I'm going here. Yep. I'm going to continue to say the Astros win. I have the Astros winning the World Series. I'm going to say Astros in five. That's my guess. Okay. 
Astros in six. Six. I'm gonna say. Astros I don't know. In I'm, six. Between, I'm between. I'm between five. Astros six. in six. Like I, I have them. I have them also in my bracket, getting to the World Series. So what Alex really wants is, look, we all know this series is pretty close in in proximity, right? Yeah. So flipping bats, when we're going to the next series, we're gonna be driving a convertible <laughs> no, down not. the highway, getting no, up to not. Dallas and getting back down. Uh-uh. Alex really just wants to be in a convertible nope. again, back down to Houston. Uh, look at this Whataburger tweet. Astros versus Rangers going to have us feeling like Travis Kelsey's mom at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so I'm going to say, ast- I'm in between five okay. and six. I'm saying I'm going to say Astros and six. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the National League games because uh, it was personal in Philly today. They took this one to final of 10 to 2. I mean, from the beginning, even before the game started, you had Bryce Harper showing up at the Coach Prime. It's personal yeah. shirt. I, all the so comments that happened. He had a Dion thing on as well. I mean, the drama was starting before the first yeah. pitch even happened. And I think we are getting one of the best rivalries right now in the game of baseball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, this is becoming quickly one of the best rivalries. I mean, if you... I think until really recently, you, you ask anybody, best rivalry in baseball, it's Red Sox and Yankees, the Red Sox and Yankees. And, and I get that. And historically, right, I would say that's the answer. But one, right now, both teams stink. Yeah. Neither in the playoffs yeah. for the first time. First time, long, first time, long time. First time since 1995. 1995. Thank you. Yeah. It was barely alive. I was like three. Uh, so that's been a while. So I can't say right now that the Yankees and Red Sox are the best rivalry in baseball. I can't. Historically, sure. Right now, I'll say the the Braves and the Phillies, they're the best rivalry in baseball. Yeah. The, the talent, mm-hmm. the stars, the fan bases, the now drama that we're getting every single night, we were getting it last year, right? Let's yeah. go back to last season. Reese Hoskins, the bat spike going nuts, the the talking back and forth then, and now yeah. what we're getting, and we saw it today, and we, we actually saw it the other night at the end of the game in Atlanta. That, that last night? That started last play. night? Uh, no, that Two was the, the double play that ended the game in Atlanta. Um, was ago. the Bryce Harper play. Yeah. Michael Harris to Austin Riley doubled off, um, doubled off Bryce Harper. Yeah. Orlando Arcia after the game didn't know he was publicly saying this, but it became public yep. when he said, um, basically... Um, boy. Yeah. Attaboy Harper, Attaboy and he Harper. was like laughing about uh-huh. it. He said, Attaboy Harper, and he cackled emphatically is what they said. And uh, yeah, so that's why these guys show up with their shirts, and uh-huh. it's personal, and they made it personal. And Bryce Harper today, who's one of the best players in baseball, mm-hmm. uh, MVP winner, uh, NL champion last year, he took it personal. He yep. had two home runs, and Alex, one of the coolest <laughs> photos in baseball history yep. happened today with Harper rounding the bases, touching second, l- looking straight into the eyes of Orlando Arcia, and just letting him know, I heard. I heard you. And you know what? I got you. He did it twice. He did do it Both twice. of his home runs tonight, every time he stepped on that base and passed Arcia, he looked him directly in the eye, and he was asked about it in one of his post-game interviews. And they're like, did you did you look at him? Did you do that on purpose? He's like, you bet I did. Yeah. Yes, bet I, I did. did. And guess who also got asked about it post-game? Orlando Arcia. Yeah. And this is, this is, yeah, Bryce Harper said, yeah, I stared right at him. I stared right at him. Said it's a super competitive game. One, I don't think anybody needs any ammo to get up for a division rivalry playoff matchup. 
But what it does do is it makes it personal. Yep. And you, you heard it from them. And then Bryce Harper comes out and it just gives him ammo that he didn't really need. Um, but I, what I found interesting, Alex, was Orlando Arcia's comments about this because he did make that. Yeah. And he did say that. And for a couple days now, or for at least a full day, we've heard Braves fans out there saying, well, he didn't actually say that. This is being blown up by the media. That's not what would happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. This is a non-story. Well, Arcia, after the game, said um, nobody was supposed to hear that. Yeah. That was supposed to stay in the locker room. Yeah. So now you got the locker room, everybody. I saw, I saw Travis Darno having to answer to this. Everybody's saying, yeah. like, well, it wasn't supposed to get out. The media heard it, and then it got out, and well, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Duh. There's so much media in the in like in the playoffs. Right. What do you expect? Everything you say is going to be picked up. It's By going somebody. to be blown out of proportion, and it's going to be used as bulletin board material. And that's what happened. And we love it. We appreciate this. And then we get moments like this tonight, and it was beautiful. So what ultimately ended up happening? You mentioned Bryce Harper yeah. hits two homers. Nick Castellanos hits two homers. Yep. The Phillies ended up absolutely throttling. The Atlanta Braves at home, their first home game of this series. And now they can wrap this this series up and send the Braves home another number one seed, the 100-plus win, the the best team in baseball, Atlanta Braves. They're on the brink of defeat again. This is exactly what happened Uh last year. The the playbook is identical, it feels. And Alex, when when the home team, Mm -hmm. when the higher seed loses game three after a tie series on the road, they only have a 22% chance of going on to win that series. Ugh. So the Braves now, best team in baseball, backs against the wall, 22% chance to win this series. And from there, it's a crapshoot. If you can win game four, great, a 50-50 chance. If you can go back, again, 50-50. In fact, it is a little interesting. If the higher seed does get back home to a game five, slightly under a 50% chance still, 48% chance that you win that game back at home. So the Braves are backs against the wall now. We talked about it a lot the other day. Yeah. I am worried about the Atlanta Braves is what I said. Yeah. Now, I mean, God, I'm real worried about the Atlanta Braves. Okay, so we know all the numbers. We hear all the stats, right? Gut feeling here, because we saw the, the Phillies crowd, and we know how much of an advantage it is for the Phillies playing at home. Do the Phillies wrap this up tomorrow? It's our only divisional series left, the only game we have tomorrow. 5 p.m. Pacific, are the Phillies wrapping it up or are the Braves taking it to a game five? Alex, gut feeling? Yeah. I said I think the Atlanta Braves win this series, but it's going to go five games. I think it's over. Yeah. I think the Phillies win it tomorrow. I do, too. I do. I, everything that's transpired here, the Braves don't look great. Now you got the locker room dealing with unneeded and unwanted drama. Um You got the offense underperforming. You have the Phillies on a high. You have the Phillies motivated. You have the Phillies home crowd in this right now. I think think the Phillies are going to win tomorrow. I really do. I do. I also do as well. Dominant victory today. 10 to 2 over the Atlanta Braves. Um, It's going to be... It's going to be interesting tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. And we're going to be back here. We're going to do a live post-game show after this series, regardless of what happens. Um, But now, Ben... We have to address the elephant in the room, okay? Because uh, the Dodgers are one of the best regular season teams for the last decade, okay? But once October hits, they, they're they a completely different team in the postseason, and they can't figure out how to win. Alex, let's, let's call it how it is. You, they're great. 
in the regular yes. season. The Dodgers are one of the best teams in the regular season that we have ever seen for the course of a decade. But let's call it for what it really is. The Los Angeles Dodgers are playoff chokers. They are. And there's no way around it at this point. I mean, historically bad. Yeah. Uh, the second worst record over the last three years in all of postseason baseball of any team. And this is this is a team that's typically coming in as a one or a two seed. Yeah. There was the year that the Giants ended up beating them out in the division and they ended up getting in as a wild card. But they're typically a one or a two seed. And they have the they have one of the worst records in all of Major League Baseball over the last few years. Yeah. And again this year. I mean, look, I am, trust me, I am going to give my D-backs some credit. But oh, right yeah. now, yeah. what I want to talk about is just an utter collapse again from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I sat here, I've been sitting here for months saying the problem with the Dodgers is they're going to get into the playoffs. They're a great regular season team, but they don't have the pitching to win in October. And now guess what? One of the worst pitching performances we have ever seen in the history of baseball Ugh. in a postseason. 4.2 innings pitched by the starting pitchers. Total. In Yeah. <laughs> in three games. 4.2 innings pitched, Alex, in three games yeah. combined. Yeah. That's the worst in postseason history. 25.07 ERA for the starters. I mean, it was way worse yesterday. That was only because Lance Lynn brought that brought that ERA down quite a bit. Lance Lynn brought the postseason every day. You had Clayton Kershaw at like 162 ERA. Yep. Bobby Miller goes an inning and two thirds, and oh my God, our ERA is now like forty 50. something. And now Lance Lynn goes out and doesn't throw hardly. Lance Lynn throws like three innings, and it's like, look at our ERA now. It's twenty. And <laughs> it's twenty-five point oh seven. The worst. In postseason baseball. So, Alex, you can't win when you're not pitching well. And then you look on the other side of things and you ask, how did the Dodgers get swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks? Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman went one for 21 at the plate. Mookie Betts went hitless. Mookie Betts went hitless. He, he was an MVP favorite. Went hitless. They both are. Mookie and Freddie are going to, they're both going to finish in the top four in the MVP voting, and they went one for 21 with a little rinky-dink single from, from Freddie Freeman was the one hit. The Dodgers had four players record 100-plus RBIs this season. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, J.D. Martinez, Max Muncy. Those four players, Alex, yeah. combined for one RBI in the NLDS. I haven't, I, I really haven't <laughs> seen, I, I haven't really seen this ever. And and you, you, the the Orioles did it this year, right? That's yeah. the first time they got here. Yeah. I haven't seen the level of success over the course of a decade in a regular season that I've seen from the Dodgers. And I called them, I, I said it earlier during the regular season. I said, what the Dodgers are is they're a regular season dynasty. And that was a little bit of shade at the time, but mm -hmm. it's also like, Come on, guys! It, it does. It, it gets. It gets frustrating. It almost gets to the point where it's, it's inexplicable. You know, you can't. Unexplainable. Explain. It's weird. Yeah, you can't explain what what happens to Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. You can't explain how they how Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman can combine for one hit in the playoffs, and Mookie Betts goes hitless in the entire playoffs. You can't explain how they end up with a 
25 ERA as a pitching staff and throwing less innings combined than, than any starting pitching staff over three games in the postseason ever in baseball. What, what is it? What is it with the Dodgers? you got to look in the mirror here and say, okay, at a certain point, winning over 100 games in the regular season every single year doesn't matter because we're not able to turn that into anything. Mm-mm. Not not just a, a World Series. They can't even turn it into a playoff win yeah. at this point. They've, they've combined for one playoff win in the last two years. So you got to look in the mirror. you got to question what the hell is going on there? You got to question everybody. You got to question Dave Roberts. You got to question the pitching. You got to question the pitching coach. You got to question the GM because what you're trying to do is build a World Series champion. You're not trying to build a team that in the regular season nobody wants to play because they're scared of. Because guess what? That team that everybody's scared of in the regular season, at this point, they're excited to play them in the postseason because they know they ain't going to win. No, and we heard Diamondbacks leader. Rookie sensation, MVPCC, talk about it before heading into this series. He said, we know who the Dodgers are. We know what they're not. Don't count us out. And then they completed the sweep. Alex, yeah, absolutely right. The Diamondbacks scored six runs in the first inning yeah. of this series. Yeah. The Dodgers scored six runs total. In this entire I, series. Honestly, I'm surprised it was six runs total. <laughs> like, I would have thought it was less. It, Mookie Betts talking after the game said, yeah. I did absolutely nothing to help us win. Yeah. I, it, 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 it is to the point where it's everybody just scratches their head, right? Yeah. Dodgers fans, fans of baseball. It's, you know, like whether you love them or you hate the Dodgers, it really doesn't make sense how this continues to happen year in and year out. One year... Sure, we see that all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, the, one of the a great team loses early. But to do it over the course of a decade as often yeah. as they've done it, they've been one of the worst teams in postseason baseball over the course of a decade where they've been the best team in baseball in the regular season. And that is something you got to look in the mirror with and deal with because, again, you're not trying to win in the regular season. You're trying to do enough in the regular season to get to the postseason and win there. Yeah. And they're not doing that. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. 
That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Well, let's transition and talk about the team who pulled off the biggest upset this postseason. You've been talking about them since before this season started. You were asked, what is your season prediction? What's your bold take, right? Your bold take was watch out for those D-backs. Well, I was asked by myself. I asked the question uh-huh. in December of 2022. So before this season even got close to kicking off, I said, um, what is a team? Here, here's the tweet right here. What is a team that you think could be sneaky good in 2023? And I said, I'll start the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was in December of 2022. Take your bow. Thank you. Take your bow. Thank you. I sure get enough shit when I don't do something well, so I'm going to (laughs) say it when I do do something well, all right? Uh, And now here we are, and Uh and the NLDS and the Diamondbacks are advancing, beating their division rival, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and heading to the NLCS. And look, Corbin Carroll. I was high on him. I started the fan wagon back before the season even started. Yes, And we were back in, what, February or March, Alex? We were laughing about the fan wagon term Mm -hmm. and term. And getting ready to take you off the, and get going. You were the going. driver of the bandwagon. And now what? All-star game. Yeah. Rookie of the year coming. If there was an NLDS MVP, it would be Corbin Carroll. Historically good NLDS for a rookie. The kid is an absolute stud. The Diamondbacks deserve so much credit. What did I say the other day when we were talking about how do the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers? They and create I said, chaos. You just got to create chaos. And that's what they Mm -hmm. did. Little did I know the Dodgers would stink up the place the way they did. But the Diamondbacks really did create a lot of chaos in that series. They run the bases well. They get on base before they could even blink in this series. It was 6-0 D-backs. They deserve so much credit for how good they were. They pitched well. Their bullpen was good. And boy, is that offense fun to watch. They really, really are. Uh, Congratulations to the Mm -hmm. Arizona Diamondbacks for advancing to the NLCS. They hit four homers in one inning tonight, Alex. The bat flips, bat flips were off the charts Epic. tonight. Epic. Great, great series for them. Advancing to their first NLCS since 2007 wow. and only the third NLCS appearance in the history of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Just crazy. They were just fearless. Bottom line, they were fearless. And they're going to need to be fearless when it comes to the NLCS and whoever they face in the Phillies or the Braves. We got game four of that tomorrow, yeah. which is going to be fun. So I'm excited to see how how the National League kind of pans out here, either tomorrow or Saturday. You know the thing with, with young teams, and I said it heading into the playoffs, is it can kind of work either for you or against you, right? Yeah. You can you can play fearless. You can really not know what, you, you know, like we had yeah. never been here before. We weren't supposed to be here. It can either work for you or against you. And I think we saw both of that this playoffs. We did. With the Diamondbacks, it's working for them. With the Orioles, yeah. it worked against them. And that that difference is the Diamondbacks barely got in, right? Mm-hmm. They crawled in at the end of the season. Yep. They crawled in backwards, getting swept Fighting at home. Fighting till the very they end. They just got in. Yeah. And then, we're, then they were able to just play with play with fun, and, and yeah. nobody expected no them to be there. No expectations. And then on the other side of things, you have a team that I think is similar, maybe a, a, year, a year or two ahead of the Diamondbacks, yeah. actually, and the Orioles. And they came in with all the expectations, right? They were the one seed. Uh, Yeah, they're young, but they've been the best team in the American League all year long. 
and that worked against them. Yeah. They were so young with that pressure of dealing with, you need to win. Yeah. The D-backs the had the opposite, and uh, we saw them head home. We saw them get swept by the Rangers, and now we see the D-backs sweeping the Dodgers in what was, um, man, that's Brutal series. for the Dodgers, and just a complete, beautiful sweep by the D-backs. Alex, like, we, you got to give them the credit. I'm a Dodgers fan. It was just horrible to watch, but, like, they, they showed up. They you, showed up and they showed out. It's the Dodgers' first time being swept in the postseason since the 2006 NLDS. Hmm. Alex, you know, we were, um, we, when these days happen and we yeah. have these live shows after the game, our entire crew watches the game in a conference room uh, right down the hallway. Okay. And you know what this series made it feel like? Huh. The, the, the Diamondbacks dominated this series so much that they get ahead 4 nothing early in the game and it just felt done. like, yeah, done. that's Dead. the series. This is done. The Dodgers ain't coming back. And and you look up and, you know, Freddie Freeman was up at one point as the tying run. And yeah. it just never felt like, it never he felt like it. the Dodgers had any any firepower at all. No. And uh, if you're the Dodgers, pitching was already a massive concern of mine. Yeah. And then what I said was they're going to have to be carried by Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. And if there's any duo that I do believe can carry a team to a World Series just by putting a team on their back and going, yeah. it's those two guys. But they did the opposite of that. Pair that with the pitching, and what you get is one of the most dominant performances against one of the better teams in baseball yeah. that we've seen in a long, long time. Division rivals. So hats off to the D-backs. We're going to wrap up this show with your top three players of the day. Okay. Let's get started with number three. Once again, he's on this list. Jose Abreu. What a what a series Jose Abreu yeah. had. Look, do you remember the start to the season for Jose Abreu? Yeah, could, he, he couldn't could hit not, a homer. He could not find, <laughs> he could not figure it out. He couldn't hit a home run. Uh-uh. It was like one of the longest stretches we've seen without a homer for in the career of Jose Abreu. Two for four, another home run tonight. Two RBIs, a run scored. He hit two home runs the day before. Yeah. Three home runs in the span of like four or five at-bats. Uh, if Jose Abreu hits this way in the ALCS, this lineup was doing what it did all year long. Yeah. Really? Without not, him. Not with this. I know. You know, he picked it up at points, but not with this. If you can get this Jose Abreu, this is this is 2020 AL MVP Jose Abreu is what we're watching out there right now. He's number three on my list tonight. All right. There's a, a common theme with our top three players tonight. Number two, another home run hero, Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos, two bombs tonight, two for four. Two homers, two RBIs. The Phillies, they they felt slighted. Uh-huh. They had a they had a chip on their shoulder coming into the game tonight. Nick Castellanos early and often had that crowd going absolutely nuts. He did it twice. He's on my list at number two. And number one, it was personal today. Bryce Harper. What do you say? Is two for five, two yeah. homers, four RBIs. He sent the place. Bryce Harper hit a ball to the Liberty Bell today. I know. I, I, you can't tell me otherwise. That ball, there's a crack in the Liberty Bell right now if you go uh-huh. look at it. Trust me. You go look at the Liberty Bell, there's a crack in it. And you can't tell me it wasn't because <laughs> of Bryce Harper's home run he hit tonight. Uh, the drama was there. The stare down of Orlando Arcia at yeah. second base. Twice. Twice. The drama that ensued after that. Bryce Harper is a big game player. Yep. We saw it last year in person during yep. the NLCS. He hit that ball to deep left center field. 
Joe Davis with the incredible call, the swing of his life. Uh-huh. And now he's doing it again in October, just like he does. Alex, what I'm, a worried, day. I'm worried about the Braves. Yeah. We might just be back in we we might be back in Philly again. In, I wouldn't in a, be mad in a about few it. Weeks. That place I is rocking be mad and rolling about it. right now. I love Philly. But I love Philly. What I will say yeah. is that series is not over, and they're going up against a. If it, if they do win that series, they got a D backs team to run into that doesn't even know the the levity of where they are in the playoffs. They, yeah, right they now. have no idea. They're <laughs> like, this is fun. Let's keep winning, right? Because that's what we do. Yeah. We just win. So, what a day. Yeah. What a fun day. We had clinches, we had sweeps, we had drama, we had it all. And uh, yeah, day wraps up and we're able to talk about it. So thank you all for listening. By the way, Alex, today, Uh Derek Jeter came on Flippin' Bats. The captain, captain, number two, Derek Jeter. If you're listening now and the day is Thursday, go back to yesterday's episode with Derek Jeter and listen to it. It was one of the coolest moments of my entire career being able to have him on the set of Flippin' Bats and sit down and talk to him for a while. So if you haven't, go check that out. But for tonight, that does it. What a day of baseball. We will be back live following the final out of the Braves and Phillies game tomorrow. Will we get a clinch? We do not know, but we will see you all then. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of us. But that does it for tonight. Until tomorrow, my friends. Peace.